Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk. My name is Anika Hyde. It is October 5th, 2020, and I am here to bring you the latest in coronavirus news. Now, this has been the most, I would have to say almost the most interesting day, and quite a bit has developed surrounding the pandemic, some of which we could have never predicted. Either way, I'm so glad you're here streaming this podcast. We try to bring you the latest in coronavirus news and everything surrounding the pandemic as often as possible. We want to update you so that you can be prepared as well as your family to navigate the pandemic. I want to thank you again for tuning in to my podcast. Let's get into talk. As we start off every show, we talk numbers and to date, there has been 35 million COVID-19 cases and a quarter million deaths in the U.S. alone. Seven million in the U.S. and the president and his cabinet just added a dozen more to the count. The U.S. is in perilous times as it approaches a quarter million deaths. Experts say that with the weather cooling, effectively sending more people indoors, we can expect a surge. This report comes on the heels of what we shared in our previous podcast, which identified higher infection rates in the mid-sections of the country. So since as of late, we've reported recent numbers of middle America. Uh, For instance, Wisconsin, Indiana, Montana, and Wyoming have all added more cases in the last week than in any other seven-day period throughout the stretch of the pandemic. The The disease is spreading, and it's now popping up in pockets where it was otherwise quiet up until now. But it isn't just sweeping through the Midwest. The virus has swept through the West Wing with more than a dozen testing positive for COVID-19 and what reports now say is a result of mask bullying culture for White House staffers since the beginning of the pandemic. It was reported widely since the president contracted COVID and it became public knowledge that the culture inside the White House was very stressful for anyone looking to protect themselves from the virus. For instance, if you were wearing a mask, you were teased and told to, quote, pull that thing off. Journalists who went into the White House to give interviews would be repeatedly told that they couldn't hear what they were saying. Could they please remove their mask? It was even so bad that some of the staffers reportedly came to work. If you were a new staffer, You didn't wear the mask to, quote, kiss up to the boss. CNN has widely reported some of this information from former White House staffers and aides. Unfortunately, many of them have fallen victim to the spread of this pandemic throughout the West Wing. Presidential, President Trump has been released from the hospital. All day, we've been waiting for a briefing from his medical team, but instead, we got another update from U.S. Press Secretary, who stated that she had tested positive for coronavirus today, and she also stated that she's not experiencing any symptoms. Just yesterday, she hosted a news briefing where she didn't wear a mask, 
and reporters were called to the White House lawn so that she could give information on the update of President Trump's status, which many criticized as being vague and confusing. A lot of criticism came towards her as stoking the fire, but even now today, realizing that she gave this speech and appearance without a mask, well, it sort of keeps up with the culture of maskless White House staffers, although the president was hospitalized. President Trump returns to the White House, and although it's been said that he's, quote, not out of the woods yet, Trump was discharged from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center early today and arrived back at the White House after being diagnosed last week with COVID-19. He was experiencing a fever and was given supplemental oxygen treatments. After arriving back to the White House, Trump stood on a balcony facing the South Lawn, took off his mask, gave a double thumbs up and saluted the soldiers down below as a photographer stood just a couple feet behind him taking pictures of the back of his head. He then stood at the balcony for a few minutes, gasping for air, obviously signs showing of a struggled labored breath. The helicopter choppers went round and round, pushing air all through Washington, D.C., air that the president was breathing in and breathing out. And he stood there for just a few moments, saluting and returning into the White House. Shortly before being released from the hospital, Trump tweeted, quote, we'll be back on the campaign trail soon. Earlier in the day, when Trump announced that he would be discharged, he tweeted, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Now, I want to bring some experts on the show so we can discuss this. But like I said, I try to keep it as impartial as possible on the show. But it's pretty obvious that his tweet, followed by the appearance on the White House line with the removal of the mask, is stoking the fire and idea that COVID is not as serious as it really is. The disease has killed over 200,000 Americans. And this is what the leader of the free world does after being released from the hospital. Some say prematurely with COVID-19. As I said before, U.S. Press Secretary Kylie McKinney, McEnany, Kylie McEnany announced today that she is also test positive uh, for coronavirus. And again, over a dozen White House affiliates have been uh, tested positive so we talk about treatment a lot of people are saying that he's able to walk out of the hospital as belabored as his breath was because he has access to medication and medicines and treatments that the average American cannot access someone in his position may have had a more grave result after being in the hospital for three days, but due to the fact that he's the president of the United States, cocktails were being put together for him to bring him back to strength. As we spoke about on the last show, Regeneron created an antibody uh, known as REGN-CoV2. 
It includes two mon- monoclonal antibodies. It includes two antibodies. And um, the therapy um, is known as a cocktail. And it consists of polyclone antibodies that are made using several different immune cells. These antibodies are made using identical immune cells that are clones of a specific parent cell. To make it a therapy, Regeneron scientists selected two antibodies that best neutralized a version of the novel coronavirus in the lab. So they basically took two different antibodies that were the strongest and that neutralized a version of the coronavirus. And as we know, there are several versions of this virus. Um, People are having all sorts of different reactions and results and deaths and survival and and recuperation. So this particular antibody was put together with the best of knowledge, right? They then cloned these antibodies and put them into a treatment. They feel that this, this cocktail will work the best as the virus mutates. So we'll see what happens. If you haven't heard yet, President Trump had his own appearance yesterday, Sunday, and they're now calling it the Walter Reed Parade. It was reported that the president was going stir crazy in the hospital and was demanding to be released. Though many hadn't been able to speak on his condition outside of medical staff and a few deep background sources, it was said that he was desperate to be discharged. But his friend, uh, former mayor, former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, said that he knew and trusted that Trump would listen to his doctors. Well, it seems like his doctors were listening to him because just less than 24 hours later, he's out and discharged. Sources said Donald Trump Jr. is deeply upset by his father's decision to drive around Walter Reed National Military Medical Center last night with members of Secret Service while he was infected with COVID-19. He's been reported to have said that Trump was acting crazy. That came from sources yesterday, but today Junior came out in support of his father's circle around the hospital, so we don't know. That's one thing that's been completely consistent is that all of the information that's coming and going is so contradictory that you cannot make heads or tails of it. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease, said today that the general guideline for a person who is infected to safely go out and be around other people is 10 days after they've developed symptoms. This is an indirect comment related to the president's Saturday appearance. Fauci previously declined commenting on the president's car ride. But other doctors weren't as politically correct. They slammed the president. One of them said that it was a show that put Secret Service members who rode in the vehicle put their lives in jeopardy. But we'll go with a timeline of infection. If it's 10 days before you should be around other people, the president has clearly not observed these rules because the first positive test is now being said to have been Thursday, although initially the American public was told that it was Friday, last Friday. It was actually Thursday he received the first positive coronavirus test after returning from a fundraiser in New Jersey. 
That result was a rapid test, which we now know that was the way that the White House staffers were observing coronavirus uh, risks. Instead of wearing masks and social distancing, what they would do is every day take a coronavirus test as they entered the, the workplace. So he was taking these rapid tests. The first one came back um, that Thursday as positive. Now, if, they, if this was the case and they were doing rapid tests to confirm whether or not they had the virus, why would they not take precautions after that first rapid test? Well, they didn't. So they waited and took a more thorough PCR test. That one came back positive. That was said to be around one o'clock in the morning on Friday. That's when Trump um, tested positive and he was admitted to the hospital with mild symptoms. That was Friday. Late in the morning, he had a high-grade fever and his oxygen saturation dipped. Normal oxygen level is 95 or higher. His was below 94%. He was given supplementary oxygen that day. They said he was out of bed, moving around, in the White House with mild symptoms. But by the afternoon, he received that antibody cocktail we talked about in addition to the other medications we mentioned before and then was transferred to uh, transported to Walter Reed uh, Hospital for monitoring. He began a five-day course on Friday, and this was intended to shorten the recovery of coronavirus. Well, Saturday was even more scary because he had a second op- episode of oxygen level dropping, and it, they say it went back up, but again, doctors were very uh, vague about that. Um, but it was a, an, a treatment that was generally reserved for patients with severe COVID-19 symptoms and patients who were on either ventilation or oxygen. This had everybody kind of up in arms on a so, somewhat of a death watch, like it's, the signs were looking bad for him. But on the evening of Saturday, he tweeted a video message and said he was starting to feel better. So maybe there is a miracle drug. We won't know until he makes a full recovery. Well, Sunday... They said he had no fever all day. Around noon, he said he was up and around. And then um, he felt good enough to get into an SUV and circle around the hospital and wave at his supporters who he mentioned were toting Trump flags. Not American flags, but Trump flags. Today, well, uh, last night he announced in the video that he was getting great reports from his doctors that it had been an interesting journey that he was attending real school not the let's read a book school and that he said he gets it and he understands it well as the death watch went on this weekend social media began to censor users twitter was the first social media platform to announce that they would ban the account of any user who wished death on Trump. In a statement from Twitter spokespeople, they tweeted tweets that wish for or hope death or serious bodily harm or fatal disease against anyone are not allowed and will need to be removed. Well, this caused Twitter to come under fire for having double standards. A group that calls themselves the squad have often been victims of brutal social media attacks, including posts that have expressed wishes for their deaths. The debate underscores much of what 
a lot of the public is saying is that these media outlets are catering to the president. A quick Twitter search for the group, The Squad, um, is followed by hashtags that say things like hang for treason. This comes under results that you can Google to, or you can tweet, uh, check on Twitter today. Twitter responded to this um, because they're getting a bit of backlash, um, but they pledged to be a little more even handed. And they released a statement that says, we hear the voices who feel that we are enforcing some policies inconsistently. We agree we must do better and we're working together inside to do so. Other outlets that have placed a ban on posters are Facebook and surprisingly, TikTok. Well, that's it for our short news brief. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Let's Talk and give a shout out to our special in-studio guest, uh, Patricia, who's one of our loyal listeners. Thank you for sitting in on the studio today. She wanted to hear the show live, so I invited her in. So glad you're here. Again, we stream everything surrounding coronavirus, and we have been doing this all year since the beginning of the pandemic. So we want to thank all of our loyal listeners who tune into the show. Please tell a friend about the show. Leave a message for us here on Anchor, or you can leave a comment and rate our show on Apple Podcasts. We're also available to stream on Spotify and any place else you can hear a podcast. Listen, we want you all to be safe. We want to see that the virus is being combated in the most responsible way, the most responsible way you see fit for your own life, but do observe medical suggestions, mask, social distancing, washing your hands, just limiting your movements. Don't let it control you, but be smart. Strap up, wrap up, and hazmat up if you have to. And see us back here next time on Let's Talk.